Good morning. Welcome to Becoming a Dad podcast. Welcome to episode three. The question of the week was, what was your favorite activity to do with your kid or kids when they were under three? The majority was take them to their grandparents' house. Totally understand that. It's fun. Um, They get to do a lot of things over at their grandparents' house that you necessarily wouldn't want them to do at your house. But also, it's free babysitting. Take you to the grandparents. Grandparents get time with the grandkids and you can take a breather you can relax a little you don't have to be on top of your kid or watching them the entire time because you know that the grandparents got them uh funny enough i was actually over at the grandparents house yesterday with both my kids first time my daughter got to go in the pool she seemed to enjoy it Uh, my son loves the pool had a great day benefit to the pool is super tired both of my kids were so tired I uh, was able to hang out with grandparents go in the pool have dinner got both my kids home both of them are ready to go to sleep it's great so that was it for question of the week thank you for any input or answers you guys gave we can move right along Can we start the show now? Today I'm talking about how I first felt some of my thoughts and feelings when I found out I was going to be a dad. Of course, there's excitement. Excited to have a kid. I've wanted to be a dad for a long time. My wife and I have both tried for kids for a long time. Now it's finally happening. There's a lot of excitement a lot of joy. Once that wore off a little bit, you know, you get back into your life, you still have your your job, your your daily things that you do. There's a little bit of anxiousness, self-doubt, wondering how you're going to be as a dad, wondering how you're going to handle some of the situations that you know you're going to be in. But like I said, so like life goes back to normal-ish for you as a guy. Um, you now have certain things you got to do, like doctor's appointments. And almost immediately after finding out that they're pregnant, they want the, the woman wants to start buying things for the baby. You walk through the store, you see this cute little outfit, you see this cute decoration... You make a list of stuff. You need swaddles. You need diaper genies. You need bottles. There's all this stuff that you now need to get. But for the guy, that's not like your thought process. Your thought process is, okay, I need to find a way to make more money. I need to find a way to spend less time at work. I need to find a way to provide a a better situation than what we're in right now. 
because even if you are having an amazing situation, unless you put yourself in that situation, you bought that house, you bought that car, you have everything already done, there's always a way to improve the situation for now that you're planning to have a kid. So all these things run through your head and then there are certain things like doctor's appointments that you'll go to. Luckily for me, I was able to go to basically all of the doctor's appointments. So I got to see my little child grow from the smallest little size of a grape into the full, fully formed baby that my wife delivered. And I got to see it like on the sonograms and the ultrasounds, I got to see all of it. So I was truly blessed, but there's like, there's more excitement and more joy every time you see your child, but then there's more anxiousness because you realize that like time's running out. You have less time to do the things that you put off because you thought you had nine months, but nine months goes in the blink of an eye. When we first found out we were pregnant, the very first time, there was joy, there was excitement. Uh, you process all those emotions. We did not have long to process those emotions. Um, we unfortunately, the first time we got pregnant, it was not a viable pregnancy. So we were celebrating for only about a week. We knew for about a week and then we were told that it wasn't a viable pregnancy and almost immediately, um, there was a miscarriage. The second time, there's the joy, the excitement, but yeah, almost like you have to guard your heart because it happened once. Could happen again. I don't want to get so excited and start buying things and be planning this big old future, what sports they're going to play or what events they're going to do, what things we're going to do together. We need to get camping stuff because we have to go camping. They don't want to do all that and then get attached and then have a miscarriage again. So guard your heart and then you get past the 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 scary time you get to after 12 weeks and it's like okay now we can be excited and we can tell people and we can we can start sharing our news and that's when that's when like the real excitement hits because you get to start telling your loved ones that you're pregnant in my case I get to tell my parents that they're about to have their ninth grandchild for my wife's side, we we're about to tell them that they're about to have their first. The exciting part about telling your loved ones is being able to see their reaction in real time when they figure out that you're pregnant. For my parents, we 
prep this little box, put a picture of the the baby in it, um, put the like the due month. It's cute little like package, and then we had my mom open it up. We had taken my parents to breakfast. My wife. I love her to death. She cannot keep a secret. Uh, the day we found out we were pregnant, the day, <clears throat> it was the day we found out we were pregnant, same day she told her mom. Like, we were already, like, we were gonna see each other that day, um, that, like, for when my wife was pregnant with our, the, the first pregnancy. Uh, we were going over to, we were going over to my mother-in-law's house, and soon, like, 30 minutes after being there, maybe, uh, my wife ended up telling her mom that we were pregnant. That's just the way it happened. We didn't do anything, like, spectacular, spectacular, we didn't do any big grand gesture, we didn't have, like, a surprise or anything, we just... That was it. We we were over there hanging out, and next thing I know, my mother-in-law is crying. She's trying to give everyone hugs. She's laughing. She's hardly making a sentence. She's just overjoyed. Um, it's her first grandbaby. She's been wanting grandbabies. Uh, so really it's, that was fun. Like the excitement of seeing other people get excited. That's, that's probably one of my favorite parts. Uh, this for my daughter, when we found out we were pregnant, my wife had gone off of work, had gone to the store and gotten a pregnancy test. I had no, I had no idea. I had no idea. She thought she might be pregnant. So she goes home, she says hello to me, she gives me a kiss. She goes into the bathroom to get changed. I'm holding, at the time, I'm holding a four month old. And I, he's asleep on me, and we're watching TV. She comes out of the bathroom and she's like, Hey, I want you to see this video. So she's holding her phone. She gives it to me, turn sideways. So I press play and it's a video of her in the bathroom. And she's talking to the camera and she's holding a pregnancy test. She's like, All right, guys, like, I'm feeling a little strange. We're going to try to take this pregnancy test and see what happens. Video cuts out, video comes back. She's now changed clothes. And she has a pregnancy test laying face down in front of her. And she's like, alright, we're gonna look. Flips the pregnancy over. Pregnancy test over. Looks down at it, looks back up at the camera and goes, shit. Well, we're pregnant. And we weren't non-excited about it. Like, we we're very excited we're pregnant again. We always wanted more than one kid. This is, you know exactly what we wanted. We wanted more than one kid. We weren't trying to prevent pregnancy. It's just due to having a four-month-old, 
and the current living situation we were in wasn't ideal for a second child. So, obviously we weren't planning a second child so quickly, but it happened that way and I wouldn't change a thing. But I think that's what shocked my wife more was the the fact that she was pregnant again so quickly. So that one was fun because we got to show people like the video uh, was edited and like stitched together by a friend of ours. It was great. We used that to show show a lot of people um, seeing their reaction versus Brooke's reaction in the in the video was hilarious. To recap, I'd say all in all, it's mostly joy and excitement, especially if you're wanting kids. I can't speak for everyone, but in my situation, I wanted kids. It's been a long time. I waited. So I was very, very excited. There's a lot of joy, love. There is some nervousness and some anxiety. There's some questions that are going to run through your head. And for fathers, I'd say focus on what you can control. Focus on being there for your partner. Uh, No matter what you think, no matter how hard you think it's going to be for you for the next nine months, it's going to be a lot harder for them. Focus on them. Focus on being there for them. Help out whenever you can. Make memories together. Take lots of pictures. Uh, It's one thing that my wife was very, very good at. She took a lot of photos while pregnant. So we can actually show the kids. It's like, hey, this is what we were doing while your mom was pregnant with you. This is... This is us moving. This is us making your nursery. This is us buying you stuff. This is how big you were at this size or at this time. This is how big you were here. So focus on what you can control. Try to make memories. And in the moments where you feel excitement and joy and love that you're about to have a baby... Try to extend those moments. Try to make them last as long as possible. Because before you know it, it's the baby's here and you're going to be sleep deprived. You're going to be hungry. Your house is always going to be a mess. So. Parents on the Internet. This week's Parents on the Internet, or Potty, as we'll start to call it, is going to divide parents a little bit. I think it's going to... It's going to be... Like, it's a little controversial. So, we're staying here in Florida, and this week we're going to be talking about these parents who made their son stand outside... at an intersection holding a sign saying, I am a bully. So the article comes from the New York Post. says it's like a modern-day scarlet lettering. 
Florida parents have split the always vocal critics of social media after making their son stand by the road while holding a sign identifying him as a bully. The sign reads, I am a bully, honk if you hate bullies. The parents are sitting, well, presumably the parents are sitting nonchalantly in lounge chairs, supervising the child's public shaming. In the background of the video available, you can see in here people ripping into the heavy-handed punishment with cries of bad parents and that's so foul. For this, I'm honestly, I'm not against it. I don't think that... My, my view on bullying itself is a little controversial. It, I don't think bullying is correct. Like, I don't think anyone should be bullied. I don't think anyone should target somebody else purely based on one reason or another, whether they're smaller, they have a distinguishing mark, they have an allergy, something like that, whatever it is. I don't think kids should be bullied. Now, if you have a close group of friends and you guys are able to tease each other or poke fun at things, but everyone understands it's all in good fun and that no one's actually hurt, no one's feelings are getting ripped apart. I think that's necessary. I think you and your friends should make fun of each other. I think you should make little pokes and jabs at each other. I think that builds character. I think it builds the ability to take something on the chin because when you get to the real world and you you know you start a job you go to a college there's going to be people who just don't care and they're going to say really mean and hurtful things they're going to make fun of the same things that either bullies did or that your friends poked fun at your boss or your supervisors are not going to talk to you in this loving, sweet, caring way that your parents did or that your teacher should have. There are going to be people who talk to you very matter-of-fact, very frank. There's going to be people who say things that aren't nice. They're probably not going to be something you want to hear. And I think that having a close group of friends, being able to make fun of other people, but also make fun of yourself, laugh at yourself, I think that's healthy. I think it's necessary. I don't think we could, sh I don't think we should shelter your kids from everything as far as like bullying or nitpicking your friend, them, their friends making fun of them. I don't think it's good to shelter them from all of that. I think they should have friends that mess with them, poke fun at them, make fun of them. You know, it, it's not bullying because I don't want anyone like I don't want them to be ripping into my kids feelings and then being like, oh, I'm a friend. It's just a joke. But I do think that it a little bit of poking fun, pointing out things that might be a little different. That's okay. But whatever the line is that then makes it bullying, makes it harassing, that's when parents need to step in and start having conversations and 
but I think it builds character. In this case, for this, I would... I don't think I'd make my son stand out on the corner of the street with a sign. Just because, I mean, it's a little public. I don't need everyone driving by to know, like, what I'm doing with my kid or, like, that my kid has certain issues. But definitely, I'd want to know, like, who he's been bullying, who he's been picking on. Because I'm going to go talk to their parents and I'm going to go make my kid apologize to their kid. And my kid's going to have a legitimate apology to the other child and to the parents because while I think making fun with friends and poking at little things and making jokes is okay bullying is not I just don't know if I would go as far as these parents did so again it's nice to see that parents don't have it all together and that I'm not the only one that is figuring out how to be a parent day by day. Can we finish this? I'm bored. That's it for today. Thank you for listening to episode three. If you liked what you heard, leave a review, leave a comment. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio Podcasts, or Spotify Podcasts, leave a review. more reviews I get, the better I do. If you want to send me an email, my email is in the episode description below, as well as all my socials. And we're going to close out with a dad joke. My addiction to helium is out of control, but no one takes my cries for help seriously. Thanks for listening. Come back next week. Bye.